You are listening to day number 11 of the self-love challenge series on Wife Teacher Mommy, the podcast. You are getting so close to completing this challenge. Today, we are talking about loving ourselves versus expecting all of the love to come from other people. Today is pretty fascinating. You're going to learn all about manuals. So let's go. Welcome to the Self-Love Challenge series on Wife, Teacher, Mommy, the podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Sorensen, a former teacher, current homeschool mom, and a certified life coach. Whether you teach in a traditional classroom or from your kitchen table, I'm here to help you not only survive, but thrive as an educator. Let's go on a self-love journey over these next 14 days so you can pour some of that same love you give to your kids, your families, your communities, to somebody who deserves it just as much, yourself. To get started with the free self-love challenge, I recommend starting from the first episode and listening through each day. But to get the full challenge experience, go to wifeteachmommy.com slash self-love challenge to register for free to get the scorecard to track your progress, a daily email with the link to your audio coaching lesson and your journal prompt. It is free and registering will get you more support with the challenge. Now let's get to today's coaching lesson. Welcome back to day 11. I'm so excited about this topic today. We're talking about love coming internally versus externally or loving ourselves versus expecting all the love to come from outside of ourselves from others. Now, I want to start by talking about how we are hardwired for connection with others as the fields of interpersonal neurobiology and relational neuroscience tell us. So it makes sense that, of course, we want to feel love from others. And even as we've talked about throughout this podcast, we want to love ourselves, we want to love others, and we want to all be connected with that love for each other in our common humanity. So it makes sense that, of course, we want to feel that love. I was in a recent professional development for life coaches with Bev Aaron, who is an incredible master coach. She uses a variety of methodologies. I've been learning a lot from her that I've been bringing in as I work to even expand my skills as a coach. And We talked about how relationships aren't necessarily neutral. We talk about our circumstances and how they are neutral with the model a lot of times, but it can get a little bit tricky sometimes to think of certain things as neutral. We can look at them as circumstances as this is something out of my control, but when it comes to relationships and the actual biology behind it, we are wired for this connection. So it's not useful for us to say it's neutral. There's no reason for us to have to convince ourselves of that if it's not going to serve us to think of it that way because as we know we are hardwired for it even though we a lot of us as teachers we know about Maslow's hierarchy of needs and that connection is one of those very important things for all humans that connection with each other so as we talked about at the beginning of this challenge we want to always look at why we are currently thinking or doing these things and why it makes sense. Why what we're doing, we're not just like, oh, why am I doing that? This is so annoying. Why am I causing this pain or suffering for myself? It's really, why is what I'm currently doing make sense? It's because we want that connection with other people. And instead of just changing the fact that we want to feel love, we don't want to change that fact, right? We want to feel love. We want to feel connection. We just need to look at it from another perspective. It doesn't mean that we don't want to feel that love from our spouse or our students, and we don't want to care what they think. We just want to look at it in another way. But the one thing we do know about other people, right, is that we can't control everything they do, right? 
And a lot of times the ways that we are seeking for them to show that they love us, they won't necessarily do it that way. Even if we ask, it just might not be natural for them, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they don't love us. Now, I want to talk about this concept of manuals. This came from my mentor, Brooke Castillo, who founded the Life Coach School, where I did my Life Coach certification. So the idea of the manual is that we all have an imaginary manual for every relationship we have in our lives. So with our spouses, with our romantic relationships, with our with our children, with our students, with our family, everybody, everybody who we have a relationship, we have this manual of our expectations, this imaginary manual of all the things we would like for them to do to do it the right way, to show it that they care about us. And we want them to follow it to a T. We really want them to follow these manuals. And we often don't even realize everything that's in the manual. It's just in our head. We don't consciously choose what's in the manual. It's just what we naturally expect. And for that reason, we don't tell them about it, but we still hold them to it. And we still get really upset when they don't follow that manual because they should know because they if they love us, they would do it the way we want them to do it. Ultimately, when we have this manual, we're thinking that they are responsible for doing things that way because that is what makes us happy. They are in charge of making us happy. They are in charge of showing us love. And that is how we know that we are loved and worthy of love. Now, there are situations where it might be good to have an actual real-life communicated manual of expectations, the key being that it is a communicated manual of expectations intentionally, right? Such as a classroom management plan with rules and expectations for your class. And if that's something you want to do, be sure to check out episodes 63 and 64 of the podcast where we will help you with that. Another one might be a parent having the same thing with expectations for responsibilities in the home. Or on my team, we have a handbook of the expectations for working and for being an employee here at Wife Teacher Mommy. Like, it's not just do whatever you want. So there are times to have that communicated manual. And then there are other times where maybe it's not appropriate. So let's look at, for example, in a romantic relationship. And there are actually some experts out there who would recommend that you actually just get super conscious, write down your manuals and share them with each other. And then you do these things for each other to show your love. Now, that's definitely better than not communicating the manual and having these expectations, but you're still artificially putting the other person in charge of your happiness. And you are telling them that they have to do it in a certain way when maybe the way they communicate it is in a different way. It doesn't mean that we don't wouldn't like them to do these things. Maybe we communicate it and it's like if they do it, oh, I love that and I do feel some love from that. But when we're making it rely on that, that is the problem where we're like putting all our security, all our validation in these other people doing things a certain way. Because at the end of the day, again, we can only control ourselves. So instead of relying on our relationships to meet all of our needs for love, acceptance, and security, we want to look at internally validating ourselves as well and having a more secure attachment in those relationships because we are taken care of, because we are taking care of ourselves. Then your cup is filled and you have more in your heart to give to your partner, your students, your children, the other people in your life, your mom, your mother-in-law, your father, your father-in-law, all these different people, right? This is the difference between internal validation versus external validation, secure attachment versus insecure attachment. Who knows what you need more than anyone else? Who knows the fear, the feelings, all the things that we need? We do, right? Now, this quote from Brene Brown really does a good job of sharing why this is so important. This is from her book, Atlas of the Heart. She says the near enemy so again, actually, before I dive in, I want to explain what near enemy is. So in this book, I really recommend getting this book, by the way. I have a book list that is listed with every episode in this series where you can find all the books that I have referenced in this challenge. If you're a reader like me and want to do some more books to add to your list, whether you 
get them on your get a physical copy or on your Kindle or Audible or check them out from the library or whatever, you're going to want to check out that list of books. But anyways, in her book, she says that a near enemy is like a cousin feeling to the feeling that we think we're feeling. The near enemy is where we think we're feeling this one thing, but it's actually this, and it might be a bit more of a negative emotion. Now, she explains it a lot better, but that's basically the gist of it. So what she says here is the near enemy of love is attachment. Attachment masquerades as love. It says, I will love this person because I need something from them. Or I'll love you if you'll love me back. I'll love you, but only if you will be the way I want. Again, see, this is the manual, right? This And back to her quote, this isn't the fullness of love. Instead, there is attachment. There is clinging and fear. True love allows, honors, and appreciates. Attachment grasps, demands, needs, and aims to possess. Wow. Isn't that fascinating way to look at it? And this is what we want to look at in our own relationships. Are we allowing, honoring, and appreciating because we have made the space to love more unconditionally instead of grasping, demanding, being like, we need all these things? It just is so much more powerful when we can provide some of those things for ourselves. So here is one thing that Brooke recommends that we do with our manuals so that we can provide it for ourselves a bit more. She recommends that we consciously write down all of the manuals we have for each of the relationships we have in our lives. And then we look at those manuals and say, how can I provide this for myself? That allows us to make sure that we are taken care of, our cup is filled, and we have more in our heart to give others in our lives that unconditional love because we are taken care of. So through this practice of examining our manuals, fulfilling our needs, holding healthy boundaries as needed, which we talked about yesterday, it's not that we have zero expectations and expect people to walk all over us. That's not it. But we can love more unconditionally ourselves and others. So are you starting to see how this practice of self-love is going to help all of our relationships? It really does. We are doing just that. We are improving our love for ourselves and our love for others. We're able to more unconditionally love when we take care of ourselves too. So check your email for your journal prompts today, which will help you do the exercise we just talked about, getting clear on what your manuals are and how you can meet some of those needs yourselves and how that's going to impact all your other relationships. Okay, that's it for today. I can't wait to see you tomorrow when we are going to... Start putting everything we've talked about together. Tomorrow, we are going to create a self-love affirmation. So we will talk then. Wife, teacher mommy has helped me by being able to go back to, to teaching confidently. I was burnt out, stressed, and didn't know where to turn to. And one day, I just happened to come across their coaching and decided to jump in. And it definitely definitely helped me and it wouldn't I wouldn't I don't regret it one bit and so then I joined wife teacher mommy so I could have the coaching and you don't always have to be on the live coaching they have recorded coaching you can get on and then if you have a question or you want something answered you can submit your question and they'll answer it so you don't have to feel like you have to be recorded or ask your questions in front of everybody you can be anonymous and be able to ask for help and I have to say that it did help me be able to continue teaching and not feeling so alone. They have been there and been very supportive. They have just all been so beneficial and uplifting and I have needed it. And so if you're on the fence, go for it. You won't regret it.
Thank you for participating in our self-love challenge. For the complete challenge experience, make sure to go to wifeteachermommy.com slash self-love challenge to get the scorecard and a daily email with each of the journal prompts for free. And if you're enjoying this challenge, please consider sharing the love by sharing that same link, wifeteachermommy.com slash self-love challenge with a teacher friend or a homeschool friend or all of the people you know who might be interested in this free resource. We have a mission to help as many educators as possible, whether they teach children in a classroom or in their living rooms, to not only survive as an educator, but to thrive in teaching and life. This challenge has been brought to you by Wife Teacher Mommy Club, my signature coaching program created especially for teachers and homeschool parents. Inside the club, you can join us for weekly live life coaching with me and fellow club coaches, VIP access to our summer and winter Educate and Rejuvenate conferences, a library of resources to save you time, and even a private podcast feed where you'll get to listen to every single coaching call we've ever done, all the Educate and Rejuvenate sessions, and so much more. If you love this challenge, why not spend just a few minutes checking it out and seeing if it's right for you? It may just be the ultimate gift of self-love that you could give yourself because it'll help you take what you've learned in this challenge from the 2x level to the 10x level. So go to wifeteachermommy.com club to learn more. I would love to see you there, but either way, I will keep seeing you right here on Wife Teacher Mommy, the podcast. If you are listening to this right now, that means you've listened all the way to the tail end of this episode, even after the outro. And if you want more where this podcast is coming from, I've got you. If you are hearing this message right now, that means you still have time to grab our limited time offer to join us in Wife Teacher Mommy Club for just $14 for your first month in celebration of the release of our self-love challenge. For the month of February 2024, you can get your first month of the club for just $14 instead of the normal $37 for your first month. This is a great way to try out the club and see if it's right for you all while getting lots more support during the self-love challenge. You'll be able to come to our coaching calls and ask your questions, get personalized support from me and fellow Wife Teacher Mommy Club coaches. And if you decide to join us on the annual plan, you're all in and you're going to join us for a year, you'll get an even bigger discount plus some exclusive February-only swag, including a planner and a teacher tee. So go to wifeteachermommy.com club to learn more about the club and see all that it has to offer. Going to check out the sales page is not firm commitment, so just go check it out and see if it's for you. It just might be the ultimate gift of self-love that you could give yourself. I hope to see you on the next coaching call inside Wife Teacher Mommy Club.